I want him to know who he is. Before your family tries to tell him who they want him to be. He is better than that. He has better things in him than that. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are doing our second of two episodes on Percy Jackson. Uh, more specifically, on we did on, in the last episode, we talked about The Lightning Thief, the novel, uh, and the movie Percy Jackson and the Olympians, colon, The Lightning Thief. So I hope that was specific enough, Sue. Uh, let me know. <laughs> uh, and this time we're going to be talking about the series from Disney Plus, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's not even subtitled The Lightning Thief, but I think you could subtitle this season The Lightning Thief. Season one, The Lightning Thief. Yes. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. We're, we, we should do very brief non-spoiler overall impressions and then go right into spoilers. Okay. Agreed? Or Well, sure. I mean, we're all usually full spoilers. So. We usually right. are full spoilers. And if you've listened to the previous episode, you already know those spoilers. Yes. Uh, or Or... I mean, we could talk about some of the uh, the background of the production, if anybody has information on that. Oh, we should definitely get in. Uh, I did not watch the making of <laughs> video. It's one of my most recent regrets in life. Okay. Yeah. Well, but we have the other, the information of, like, the the blogs that Rick Riordan did, you know, <laughs> talking about the, the, the letters that he wrote to <laughs> the, the pr- production of the movies saying, don't, don't do these things. This is, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. And, um, and in the face, probably. Um, <laughs> but not in the po- not in the wallet book, pocketbook, pocketbook. Suffice it to say, Rick Riordan had more control here. He and his wife, I think, are executive producers. They are right, and uh, so they they had a lot of control over things like casting and choice of. Yeah, I was gonna say it seemed like he had more control over this one, more creative input. What I'm wondering, and I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure you might have something. <laughs> Maybe is if. Uh, if he was able to, uh, I guess, have more influence. Oh, like I said, I guess have more influence on this over than the movie did. Yeah. But actual have his input taken for real in the script and things like that, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, then, I don't think I have any information about any place where he helped course correct it. I, yeah. think, I think just they wanted to do it the way he wanted it done. Right. Okay. Um, and, you know, there are things that Disney brings to it, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where they're like, okay, our hiring, our casting oh, practices yeah. right. are are inclusive. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and he, and he thought that that's great. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think I mentioned it in the last movie where he, he had started writing the book cause his son was neurodivergent. And, and mm-hmm. um, at some point he realized during the casting process and, and with an eye towards diversity that that would open it up to, to make, to include other people, right. Not just his son. Yeah. And he wrote a strongly worded blog post to his fans <laughs> that had a problem with some of the casting. Yeah. So, we we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 really could be a non spoilers. I mean, I like, I get it, right? Fans of a thing want to lots of times want to see it as close as to what their mental image was, and if the author provides information to that mental image, for instance, hair color, lots of times people want to see that, right? I I remember when the Chronicles of Narnia movies came out, the little girl who played Lucy, Lucy, was not blonde, and a lot of people were like, "That's wrong." <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. So it's not like it's the first time that th- this kind of thing has happened. No. Although I think it would be unique, rare, that we're in a situation where there's an adaptation that happens, and the adaptation is heavily influenced by the author, and is 
endorsing or asked maybe for all the changes to be made. Yeah. Right. And so then you're left, then, okay, then I'm left with a conundrum. It's non-canonical, but the author said it's okay. <laughs> but Seth believes in death of the author and the author's still alive, but they're, but it's already out. And so he shouldn't have any say. And I was very confused. Well, I mean, he still had say, right? So, so even if I believe in death of the author, he definitely had his say in the movie. Oh, he definitely had or his in, say. In the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which does make me wonder about some of the changes in the story <laughs> that we can get yeah. to, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my thing is I, I'm never going to criticize casting for the way somebody looks as opposed yeah. to the way that they're described in the book. And I, I always see those posts on social media that say how Game of Thrones characters should have looked. I'm like, nope, not should have looked. How, how they would have looked if they were closer to the book. Let's not call it should. Let's say right. would. Or, or I would like to have, because the, it was described this way, I want to see that. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden, it's not about... It's not about the issue. It's about your feelings. Yes. Because that's really right. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're butthurt that you didn't get what you wanted, that yeah. somebody made a change and you have to make the decision, a very difficult decision in my <laughs> case, whether or not this is an important change that is significant or whether it can just be tossed away. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking yesterday about Jack Reacher, right? Mm-hmm. I love the Tom Cruise movie, but it's really odd casting for that character who's right. described as this hulking kind of not very good looking guy who's like yeah the dude five. in the show is much better M- much better but he's still too good looking <laughs> so and he's still too short you said he's not that good looking he's just huge yes he well he's he's only like too six short. three but no he's I, yeah yeah, I think so. yeah six, six three, three. Yeah. but they play him as six five six five yeah yeah, yeah. big yeah. shoes which platforms. i mean it's it's easy to do right tom cruise plays six feet all the time so. <laughs> yeah he's like what five five or something five seven okay <laughs> Um, yeah, or or like in the the Iron Claw movie with the wrestlers, right? The the, mm-hmm. the uh, Van, oh, yeah. Von Erichs, they were all huge, and they got Jeremy yeah. Allen White from the Bear, who's like five six. <laughs> so, dang, that that was a fun part. Of the first time I ever went to, because uh, you were describing Tom Cruise, Hard Rock Cafe, I think it was yeah, Hard Rock Cafe somewhere overseas, but they had like this the lineup of all the actors, their like feet imprints, mm-hmm. and then their height. And Tom Cruise and Sylvester Stallone were the ones that stood out to me. I'm like, yeah. really? They're that short? Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I, well, I never really, I didn't know until then. And <laughs> Well, even like Jason Statham, I feel like he plays 6'4 in the movies and he's five. Right. So yeah. I, th- I think, um, I mean, the only exception is I, I, I don't like the fat suit phenomenon that we get sometimes where, where they decide that mm-hmm. a character needs to be fat. So they put a thin actor in a fat suit instead of ca- casting an actor of size or just going... Maybe we don't have to have this actor be fat. Like Mike Myers, fat bastard. <laughs> That's at least comedy, right? Um, but, uh, but, but like, like Baron Harkonnen. I mean, he, he's loathsome, but we don't necessarily have to associate loathsome with fat. True. Even though, True. of course, it's explicitly, that's the way it is in the book. He's also a pederast. So, yeah. We don't want to associate fat with that. No. I got a uh, flip side question for you. Devil's advocate, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there an example of a time where changing someone's appearance or whatever might actually be bad. If it's, if it's somehow pivotal to the characters in some way or another, where if they lose this look about them, well, like it's like w- totally screws w- things up. Would you up. have, for instance, know. changed the art design so that Harry Potter didn't have a lightning scar? That would be well, that would be right. weird, right? That's like a distinctive thing. For okay, that's a good example. Yeah. Although it was a significant thing that happened in all books. They were mentioning his eyes and how much they reminded everybody of his mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. They had green eyes. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe has blue eyes, and when they initially tried him with the lenses, they caused him to blink and tear, and so they kicked him out, and he was blue-eyed throughout all the movies. Oh, okay. So they were going to try and be faithful to that, but then we're like, it's it's not worth the suffering. I also think the lady casted as his mom did not have 
I think she was brown or hazel or something. The, the young version of her was yeah. brown. Had brown eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well. I, I mean, the the thing that he talked about that that Riordan talked about is people judging uh, Leia Jeffries, right? Yeah. Leia yeah, Jeffries. Yeah. 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 Um, and and saying basically, if if what you're implying is that somehow I was coerced into casting a character, a black girl to play this uh, white character from the book, then that's racist, right? You're, you're, you're assuming bad motives from me. You're assuming that she's not worthy of being cast because she's black. Right. That's racist. That's racist. Yeah. Uh, you, you're assuming that she wouldn't have gotten the part except for, you know, affirmative action, more or less. Yeah. Well, and we've, uh, we've all three have watched it, all eight episodes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, approximately six hours of content. Did anybody doubt she made a good Annabeth? Tim did. <laughs> <laughs> What do you have to say, Tim? I'm not sure whether it was the performance in terms of like the, the casting or if it was just some directorial or acting choices. Did you just not buy her as Annabeth? Yeah, not really. I thought it was, especially in the earlier part of the series, um, before she opens up and becomes more congenial with the rest of the team, I just thought it was kind of really subdued emotionally and it was kind of dull and i was expecting annabeth to be you know a leader a really commanding presence kind of brutish Mm. to an extent Hmm. um and very closed off i I felt like she she pulled off closed off um pretty well yes but more i I got that more in a sense of just there not being enough Mm. i think it's a difference being closed off and not saying anything at all yeah (laughs) yeah and the book she played that off better where she just hid parts of herself i think they're supposed to be as opposed to in the in the show she's just like just not saying anything and scowling yes <laughs> <laughs> which she got a great scowl <laughs> the first episode is what did it for me with her uh she i felt like she kind of was trying to oversell it and didn't sell it mm. just a little bit um, I mean that can be a, that can be a thing, and and this is okay. So overall thoughts, um, you know, there's some yeah, some yeah. issues, but Colin, why don't you go first? I thought it was wonderful. Okay, you know, for uh, for six hours of content, they were highly canonical. I I could probably give you a short laundry list of all the major changes, <laughs> and the majors were pretty minor, to be quite honest. Right. Um, it reminded me of going through a if the author went through a book another time and tightened down all the screws and hmm. had had the knowledge of the whole series because they brought some things into the four that weren't in the original set of books. Like to me, it seems really obvious there was um, an attraction beyond friendship between Percy and Annabeth. Hmm. Right? That they didn't. I didn't think they were that fond of one another in the first three books. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, here, I mean, there was hugging and they cared about one another and they sacrificed for each other. So they're developing things that they want to, to come out later in the series. And they laid the groundwork for it here. Mm. A, a lot of my favorite things just for things were in there. Like there was blue food. Yes. And, and we, and, you know, they had to wait till the last episode to show it. They had blue food. And that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> they did um, it at the end. They should have done it at the beginning. Right. Yep. There was some seaweed <laughs> brain and, you know, there wise, was can eating. Girl. Yeah. yeah, wise girl. There was can eating by the satyr. Um, they threw in the Procrusty scene, yeah. and it was totally not needed, but it to- and it worked really, really well as the introduction to this seventh episode. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love the use of the not not the end cut, not the end credit scene, but you know, like the lead in the cold yeah. open, the cold open. Yeah, yeah. So that that was well used to throw in little bits and segments from the book into the overall story that didn't have to be there to advance the plot, but it's just yeah, yeah. Icing Fills on the it cake. Out. Makes it richer. <laughs> yeah. It's like using cream instead of milk in your sauces. Mm. What about you, James? 
for me, it kind of followed a bell, a bell curve thing. I thought it was really slow in the beginning, kind of. I had to really, really. It took me probably episode till three to warm up to the characters. Wow! And then the ending was just really kind of anticlimactic. I could have, okay. I could have gone without the last half of episode eight. <laughs> Interesting. I'm like, ah, it's like there's just. It's kind of like the end of the Hobbit where they have like the super extended, super super extended scene where they're wrapping up everything. It's just like, eh. You mean Lord of the Rings? Or- Yes, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> no, they did. They did two extra yep. movies for the Hobbit. So, yes, <laughs> right. Not just one scene. Um, but yeah, so I was like, eh. but uh, overall, worth watching. I will say, I did watch it. Emily watched the entire thing with me, and she liked. She enjoyed it as well. Um, I will say, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's fine. I, I I don't think it was amazing. I think I think it was good. I think it had some some faults in it that I don't, I don't know if it would even be under spoilers. There's. There's some, I don't know if it's writing or if it's direction, but there's a couple times where like the lines are delivered and it's almost like kids are going, are we done? Are we finished? And, <laughs> and like it holds a little too long before cutting. And I felt like there were a couple glaring instances of that where, where like it's just, a, it, we should have been on to the next scene by now. Huh. Yeah. And like it'll drag just a little too much in certain, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and he's just some sort of some of the timing, some of the line readings I didn't, I didn't love, um, from, from Grover, especially, actually, I, I didn't, I didn't love Grover. Um, I, I thought he was fine. Most of the time I, I, I kind of approved <laughs> of the fact that they're just like, we're not going to put a Rastafarian hat on him. Cause that might be, you know, <laughs> I think, is he described in the book as being black or at least dark complected? I think dark complected. Yeah. So where, where the kid who plays him is not black wearing a Rasta hat might be cultural appropriation, you know, <laughs> could, could get you into some hot water. And so they just decided, you know what? The mist is a thing. He can have horns and nobody notices them. It's fine. Um, if, if people didn't notice a yeah. winged horse walking down the street, following Percy around. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I think it's a good horns, point with the mist. The hat seems kind of moot. <laughs> it does. Yeah. The mist gone. only does so much though. It's, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of in, in jumper in the book where he talked about how like he might materialize right in front of somebody, but their brain doesn't comprehend that. And so they fill in, oh, I just must not have noticed him there. Right. It's sort of like the mist. The, the, and then they introduce the jump is, wash, which kills that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So my, my big beef with it is I think the voiceover narration was entirely unnecessary. Just, just, you, just you always think voiceover I, I do think necessary. it's mostly unnecessary. <laughs> unless, unless you're going to do yeah. like Dexter style or like Shawshank Redemption, where oh, it's one true. of the characters narrating it consistently through the story so that you keep track of their interior monologue. With this, it's just like they felt like they needed the, the narration over the beginning of the first episode, which they totally did not need. It could, you could have done that a different way. I, I, I'm mystified mm-hmm. why they made that choice. Or, or even at the end of the, the first season. We don't need the voiceover there either. There was voiceover there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you're part of my world, right? That, that was that was that was the tenor of the the beginning one. You know, yeah, I'm telling yeah. these things are true, and if if these happen to you, then maybe you're someone like me. The, the narrative oh, wrap up yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't I didn't think that was necessary. Um, or if you were going to do it, I'd I'd rather have it. Like I said, like Dexter is great. Um, the the way the narration yep. works in that. Yeah. Um, very different show than this. Not for kids. No. <laughs> okay. So oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I have a good note here that I forgot about. Is it for spoilers or non-spoilers? Um, non-spoilers, really. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is how much I didn't really like episode one. Is that I thought the episode one, the episode one recap for episode two was better than the whole episode. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> I will say, you know, you know, in terms of 
like I didn't I didn't always love Grover. You know, Tim didn't always approve of, of Annabeth's line readings and that kind of stuff. I feel like the Percy kid did a pretty good job. Pretty he was pretty consistent through the whole series. I liked his mom. I liked the relationship with his mom. Yeah. Gabe was not gross enough. I totally he was not yeah. he was a pig, he was a sexist, but he was not gross. <laughs> yeah. He he's, also he's, wasn't abusive. He also wasn't yeah, explicitly wasn't that we they that deliberately we, cut that at least not on screen anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah. I don't. I didn't. I, that was deliberate. I had a problem with Gabe. I'm like he needed. Well, on the on the yeah. No, yeah, he needed to be grosser. <laughs> he, he, he was way worse in the book. <laughs> I, I felt a little cheated at the end where uh, his mom Sally uses the Gorgon's yeah. to turn him into stone. Versus uh. he opens the box when he shouldn't have. He gets turned into stone because right. that was the first piece of her artwork. That I know. I would have. I would have loved to see <laughs> that where she got into her post book job. And oh yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like some of that. I mean, because that he is dead. Right, turned to stone. I think we agree is dead. Uh, yeah, because of Narnia, notwithstanding, uh, we don't have Aslan to come around and breathe on you and and restore you from being petrified. Uh, Fair. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's Sally's agency got taken away. I know, but she murders him. In the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of they kind of did right? the same thing in the movie, right? And, and, and this is the thing, right? He's he's abusive. You can understand somebody taking that kind of action against an, an abuser. In this, they soften him a little bit. I think it's more appropriate to have it happen rather than yeah. be done to him. Yeah, they, they crazy softened him. He wasn't as gross. Yeah, that's right. Because with, when they're doing the um, weekend trip, uh, he wasn't nearly of an a-hole as enough, yeah. I think. And and I didn't... There wasn't a whole lot of that uh, submissiveness from her to him. In the, right. And I and like Colin said, I think it kind of shortcuts her growth story a little bit. Yeah. Story arc. I, I was kind of hoping they'd have a little more um, tie-in that would explain why she was with him. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the movie actually ironically did a better job of that. I yeah. think it's, it's one of those throwaway lines that they did mention, mm -hmm. but, and we, because we know what the answer is, we were looking for it. And if you aren't looking for it, you didn't see it. Yeah. Or maybe mm -hmm. I threw it in because I expected it to be there and it wasn't not, not sure, but it wasn't <laughs> profound. It wasn't significant. Uh, yeah. I'm all right. But yeah, the whole Nudge. idea is that, you know, it's, it's covering the smell and no yeah. one smelled worse than Gabe. Right. 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 Uh, anything else in non-spoilers before we move on? I did like the show. Just to be clear, I just uh, have a couple of gripes. I think we just went spoiler, to be honest. I think we did. Yeah, I think so. I'm ready to get more spoilers because I, yeah. I, have, I have another issue. So full spoilers along the same lines of not having. So you kind of diminish her story arc, right? And another thing that came to mind was with Hermes. Why do we have Hermes? Where? When was Hermes in there? Oh, oh, at the it was. He's at Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Why <laughs> in is he the casino the hotel? Yeah. Why is he in the? He's not. He's not in the book. First of all, and right. and yeah. having him. In my opinion, having him in the show as another god they have to get help from diminishes their own adventure, their achievements. Well, they didn't really get any help from him. Yeah, they stole his car. I mean, that's helpful enough. Okay. <laughs> no, he's there because he has to have that line where he talks about how hard it is to be a parent, especially to a demigod. It's hard being a deadbeat god. I guess. <laughs> That's the only reason he's there that I can think of. Yeah. That or there's, or like Rick Raritan and Lynn Manuel right. Miranda are good buds. <laughs> and Lynn said, wow, I love that story. I read it to my son. Can I please be in your thing? Oh yeah. We'll right. watch it apart. I mean, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really mind that. One of the gripes that I had early on and we'll, we'll double back. To, I guess we could, we could talk about it now is we didn't spend very much time at camp. And I thought, I thought we needed an entire mm. episode at camp before there's a, a quest. Right. And of course there is a quest. Um, <laughs> that's right. They have, have a quest here. And so, so like you don't really get that development of the friendship with Luke. Mm -hmm. It does get patched up later in episode eight. You, you get a little bit more. 
Yeah. It, it's, I think yeah, it's, it's like ret- they, it's assumed he spent a lot of time there because he had to learn how to use a sword. Yeah. And- they hella retconned it in, in episode eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which should have been like episode two. <laughs> I, I think that it, it looked like it was the plan, but, but yeah. I mean, I saw I saw people posting about this is stupid. Why? Why? How mm-hmm. is he going to feel betrayed by Luke if, it, as far as we can tell, he barely knows? Right. Him. Yeah. yeah. So one thing in the books is you know it is kind of itinerant, right? They go from place to place. They almost get suckered into various monsters and and mm-hmm. you know waterbeds and <laughs> and other stuff, <laughs> and they just sort of barely figure stuff out. I liked that they're a little more astute in the series. Normally, that would be Annabeth. It, it's it's kind of shifted around in this where at the Lotus Casino, yeah. I think I think it's Grover who's like uh, Lotus Eaters. Anybody? Right, right. You yeah. Um, maybe. Did you read Lotus anything? Graphic so, novel. <laughs> so yeah, no. And so I I liked that about that where where it was like he was cautious, but they weren't cautious enough because mm-hmm. it, it turned out it was in the air or something. Right. Yeah, right. they were pumping it in the air. Yeah, yeah. it was airborne <laughs> mist. Yeah, there's just there's a lot in the book. And I think for pacing, some, some things had to be sacrificed, like camp time or mm-hmm. Sally's story. And, and they, they kind of, s- the places where it needs to be, there are other things going yeah. on. And so you couldn't like, you know, shift stuff and bump, like you couldn't put more up front and then bump stuff, other st- bump other stuff out in the end, just because, you know, seven and eight really want to be the episodes they are. Mm. So I think there were more, I think they used more flashbacks. Um, yeah, and, and well, I they actually, could have used more flashbacks and fleshed out more of that story to begin with. Or fleshed out they could story. have, and and it was like um, episode eight before. We I really think would got have been the, awesome because I I liked the way they did episode eight, at least the yeah. first half of it anyway. <laughs> well, well, that was um, I guess it was seven that, that where there's a flashback with younger Percy, right? Mom, that was seven, yeah, where right. she has a discussion, she has the talk with Poseidon. I really liked that because I thought that was actually actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's nothing that's covered at all in the book because we never we never interact yeah. with Percy at that age. Um, so I thought that was cool. Actually, you know what? I am full of crap. What is that? We're talking about a streaming series. <laughs> there are no limits on time. Right. The only yeah. thing, the only time I think you'd bring in a limitation on time is when you think about the attention span of your audience. Yeah. And they're, so they're saying, okay, it's, it's got to be around 45 minutes mm-hmm. because that's the way all the other television series work. But that's, that's an inherited limitation. You could right. have made some, you could have made one of these episodes... 55 minutes long, although I think James would have been pulling out his hair at that point. <laughs> well, I think, that, speaking to your pacing comment, I mean, they, they could have added more because it was one and like two and a half and then eight or just really slow for me. I'm like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> My frustration was that early on, I felt like it feels rushed and boring. Yep. I didn't get sucked time. in. Yeah. In episode one. So I was kind of hesitant to go forward because usually if I don't get sucked in by episode one or something, I stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So not worth my time anyway. Like, like stuff. you said, Colin, right? they, <laughs> Disney Plus puts the order in for the episodes. Right. right. You're going to get eight episodes. And so you want to make the tightest eight episodes you can make. Um, something like Andor, you know, there's basically no fat on that. Right? It, it, it's, a, it's a very well-told story. The Watchmen series was, right. was like everything that was set up was paid off beautifully. You know, here I felt, feel like there were some, some tweaks you could have made. made. Make an episode a little longer, make one a little shorter. Mm-hmm. And, and have that work. It all yeah. pans out in the end. It's like the, <laughs> and I should have looked this up because this would have been something good to know. Maybe the main writer, aside from, because you know, they give credits to um, Riordan. Riordan. Right, right, yeah. Maybe his, his background is in broadcast television series. And so you end up getting 42 minutes. Oh, yeah. Se- you know, 42 minute shows. Time there were commercial time time. Yes, there were. Yeah. Which and is so, funny. <laughs> what, what are they going to broadcast this on? Freeform? Hulu in other parts of the world. Yeah. So. Oh, right. And who has the And you know, more and stuff. more, like, uh, you have to pay 
to watch stuff on Prime without commercials now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, the same thing with Disney. You can get a commercial free or a commercial. And so I wonder if that that golden age where there was no advertising because we were paying somebody directly, right. I wonder if that's going away. Mm-hmm. So maybe the limitation you just mentioned is actually there. <laughs> yeah, but even so, it's not like you have to fit it into a broadcast. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still being streamed. Right. Uh, another good bit of casting, I, I liked The Edge as Ares. Um, I thought he was great. Oh, that WWE writer? Fighter. I did like Ares. Ares was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, when they're sitting at the table and he's kind of leaning back doing his, you know, I'm cool and tough thing. And then he leans forward into the light and gets crazy and then goes back into the dark <laughs> mm-hmm. and changes that. That was so good. Yeah. That was so yeah. good. He was cool. I'm curious if he's played a Klingon before because he would make a great Klingon. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yes. But, like kind of cower on eyes. Now, now that we're on this part though, I had a question for Colin. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> How did you feel about the chair trap? In, in, in the amusement park in episode five. Oh, the Hephaestus? <laughs> the, oh. the changing from the little tunnel of love ride to that. To that. <laughs> okay, so Colin loves a redemption story. <laughs> I do I do love a redemption story. And, and I've kind of been hinting about this, but mm-hmm. there's, there was a, there's a long thing, list of things that they changed that are different from the book. It's setting aside like, you know, the, the, the most well-known <laughs> element about the casting. Right. But there are a little bit of plot changes here and there and here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Annabeth does not go all the way into Hades with them. She's trapped outside with Cerebrus, right. scratching his lo- scratching his neck for yeah. you know love pneumonia, <laughs> and lots of little things like that where they get broken up into pairs to work together, mm-hmm. which are great for a relational development, but are completely non canonical. Right. But I enjoyed it so much overall <laughs> that I, I just don't see where it's important. And in the back of my head, I know that Riordan had some degree of input on this and mm-hmm. is okay with it. And I'm thinking, if the guy that wrote it is okay with these changes, maybe I need to suck it up and get off my you know, non-canonical high horse and try and enjoy what was there. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I, I was going to pitch a fit if there wasn't blue food. And so, I mean, I'm getting all the way to the eight and I'm like, oh, come on, come yeah. on, you had your chances. And I'm still mad about the pen. Yeah. Clickety-clack versus... Versus taking yeah. off the lid. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I like the click. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there because I think taking off the lid is like... Pull, unsheathing the sword. That's exactly what Colin said yesterday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I really liked the, the whatever it was, uh, the water park. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Tunnel of Love or whatever it was. Yes. Um, I really liked the, the that it showed Hephaestus' story. Um, oh, yeah. Where, where it explains, you know. Camoing Hephaestus. Why, why he's a little uh, bitter. You know, <laughs> about his wife right. sleeping around with the yeah. wrong kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like that that kind of pathos there with with Hephaestus, and then I really liked Percy taking the seat in the chair because I can't remember if by then they already had the pearls. I thought they already had uh, the pearls, and they had four of them. And I thought, oh, they're yeah. gonna, they're going to get rid of Percy deciding that he can leave his mom behind. Well, this is this is a different kind of sacrifice he's making. It's okay, you go on with the quest. You know, if if I have to do this to to get my mom from, you know. To, to complete the quest, I'll do it. And he was willing to sacrifice himself, and I, I, I thought in that was the cool. show they had the pearls by then. In the book, they didn't. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah. then I liked you know, Annabeth's, and this was my favorite part of, of Annabeth's arc was when she was pleading with Hephaestus, saying, "Look, he's he's not like you guys. Um, he's he's better." Yeah, and that was all tied into the episode where they were talking about uh, why they didn't want him to go to Camp Half Blood because they. Sally, his mom, wanted him to be better than the gods, to know family and friendship and right. yeah. and uh, honesty and loyalty and bravery and not all this backstabbery that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it yeah. goes from Percy kind of having the self-sacrifice there to Annabeth doing basically a, a self-sacrifice because Hephaestus 
says to her, he, sa- he says, look, you walk out of here with that shield, you're a hero. Your mother will be proud, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be forgiven, everything will go back the way it always has been, as it should be. And she, she says, no, it, it shouldn't be the way it is, eat or be eaten, that's, you know, Percy's better than that. And, and so, no. Well, and that, by extension, she is too. Yeah. And so the question is, had she always been that way, or was it her relationship with Percy that brought her up to that point? Mm-hmm. The quest. It'll change you. It will. Uh, I'm still a little little thrown by the whole uh, Kronos, Ares, Luke thing. So the, the book says Luke conned Ares. Did it, does it? Yes. Yeah, because Luke got the stuff and then uh, Zeus sent all his Ares children out to get him. him. So yeah. Ares caught up with them. And then I, th- I thought it was Luke Kronos conned him. Was conned him, at least through Luke. Right? Yeah. 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 That's the kind of, that's kind of the way I interpreted it was Kronos through Luke. Cause Luke wouldn't have had the willpower. I don't think to overcome Ares. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's <laughs> like another thing that. that I liked about Ares is they showed him being a little complicated where, where you see some emotion from him. And I, I like the part where in the, uh, a God buys us cheeseburgers episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little upset that like Annabeth and Percy didn't eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> so I'm like, you should be hungry by now. Yeah. So, so eat a cheeseburger. Otherwise, I know, you know, Grover's it, a vegetarian. He's not eating any of those. And that comes yeah. back and a bunch of the cheeseburgers have been eaten. So a God buys us <laughs> himself. In the underworld, they could have eaten the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but I like that where, where Grover is trying to connect with, with Aries and saying, you know, you're underappreciated. People think that you're a dumb jock, you know? Well, he's 24, he looks 12, and he's he is smart. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up conning Ares into revealing that uh, Clarice might be somehow involved in all this. Yeah. And she's not. Right. 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 I love the, the, the end line. Thank you for the emotional abuse and the cheeseburgers and the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I kind of did want to see like the, uh, the mushroom cloud eyes. Oh, like behind the sunglasses. That would have been kind of cool. Yes. Um, that's the way he's described in the, in the book. Oh. He takes off his sunglasses and his, his eyes are basically just big. Oh, like, like fire nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, I kind of miss them not talking to the animals. That would have been kind of neat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Especially for, um, for Percy. <laughs> oh, talking to the horse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. to the horses. Yeah. Zebra. Yeah. I, 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 it'll undercut, um, Grover just a little bit where he's like, no, I, I put a, I put a, a satyr's blessing on them or whatever. So yeah. They'll get back to the wild. Right. And then like, they're completely <laughs> shut down downtown because there's animals walking around. I mean, I yeah. guess it, you, you can't get easily. Plus from, the animals they are is like, um, you guys are Sahara, sub-Saharan animals. <laughs> right, right. How are you going to fit in Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, well. Um, yeah. Sort of Savannah-ish, right? Um, yeah. I liked the casting for Procrustes um, because it was the same oh, guy yeah. who played uh, Charon in the uh, movie. In the movie. Yeah. So nice when you get some recycling of, of actors. And, uh, you know, the show is not as bloodthirsty as the book can be at times, where there's a lot of decapitations and, and things, including mm. the Procrustes scene. Yes. Where, um, you know, in this one, he just kind of right. binds them up in the blankets and that's it. Yeah. It's a waterbed, so he can control the water, I suppose. <laughs> no, I think the beds were self-encapsulating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't himself protected from the beds just because he was right. feeding right. people to them, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I like the, you know, the incredulity on, on uh, you know, Hades, like, you know, no, I don't want the bolt. I, I want my helm. You know? <laughs> right. I'm, I want to stay out of all that drama. And, um, and that should have been a, a, a hint right there that something was wrong because mm-hmm. they assumed yeah. that the same thief took both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what? I like that. Well, the, the kids didn't even know about the helm missing until then. Right. Um, did you miss the change to the river sticks at all? <laughs> I kind of did. 
Oh, oh that we uh, didn't have it at all. Yeah, yeah. I want I wanted them to go into it was, it was like a recording studio in the book and yeah. going back and forth. It was at Caron, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about getting him a raise and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, that that would have been cool to see. I, I like that he offered them pomegranate juice. Yes, uh, because because that's yeah. you know, we talked about the pomegranate seeds, right? Carols, yeah. I suppose. And Persephone wasn't there, which was one Carols. of your things from the movie that's that correct. you didn't like. Yep. Yeah, they got the mythology stuff right. So that was nice. What did you guys think about the whole miss the deadline thing? So in the book, they squeak it in under the deadline because Zeus lets him fly back from Los Angeles to New York and he gets to the top of um, the Empire State Building. But here, the deadline passes while they're in the Lotus Casino. Yeah. And is that significant or important? Why, Why does that have to happen that way? Do you guys care? I, at first, I didn't like it, as I thought it was dumb, because I'm like, well, this was part of the quest, and he's still going. But then, uh, in retrospect, I think it plays to Percy's character that even though the quest was supposed to be done over, deadline missed, he went anyway to Zeus to at get the At risk of getting back. vaporized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For, for me, it was more, we talked about in the book, where, where I, I mentioned in the last episode, I'm like, not much really happens. You know, you have the, you have the, the fight with Ares, and then he goes and returns the bolt and right. the thing's over. There's no, there's not really, the climactic part is right. the fight with Ares, essentially. So like and, kind and of it, more stakes, I guess. Getting, yeah, yeah. And, and that, you know. that felt like that should come right before the climax of the book, but it was. And so, so mm-hmm. doing it this way keeps the stakes high all the way through into Olympus because there's still, there's still a threat of war. Right. So he's going there not just to return this, but to avert the war. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Played, I really, I really liked him as Zeus. That was fun. Yeah. And he, and he played Charon in uh, John Wick. In, yeah, that's so, little, that's little kind of nod there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so go, going back to episode eight and the the moment with with Sally and Poseidon in the diner or in the little restaurant. Right when they're looking for a school and Percy's mm-hmm. pitching a fit, I, and she I just thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that was a really nice you know discussion of what her motivation is and mm-hmm. and you know her talking about. I want him to know who he is before your family tells him what they want him to be. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and like, th- that's, that's like the whole thing with parenting and, and right. you know, before you let your kids out into the world, um, you know, you, you want your kids to know who they are before yeah. they, they go and have some college professor tell them <laughs> something. So. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not getting into the, uh, the, the conspiracy theories about grooming and uh, recruiting right. trans kids and stuff. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Good, because that's almost what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, the the series also had a chance to correct a few things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the St. Louis Arch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So, in the book, <laughs> Percy falls straight down from the St. Louis Arch, in right. Arch into water. Right. Right. But there's no water there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the water reached out and grabbed him we and grabbed him sucked here, him yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. That yeah, was neat. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking um, back to Hades and the underworld. There's a name for that, isn't it? The underworld. It's just the underworld. Hades okay, because I know this is the segments yeah. like the Elysian Fields and all that yeah. stuff. Okay, we in in like the Greek version of the Bible, mm-hmm. Hades stands in as a word for the underworld and was translated. Oh, really? in Sometimes. Oh, interesting. Um, but, okay. but yeah, the underworld is what you refer yeah. to at Hades. Yep. Is the yep, god yep, of yep. the underworld. Right. 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 Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Because yeah. um, along with missing Charon's bit to get there, <laughs> I missed the. 
I really liked Hades' line from the book, where he's like, "Why would I want to start the war? I got all this crap going on here already. Yeah. I got to manage all these already dead people. Why do I want more dead people?" Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. In this one, he's more like, "No, we're chill here. It's yeah. fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, cool. "Oh, okay." Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then he tells him about the war. And right. All of a sudden, he wants the lightning bolt. Well, now I got to protect myself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ask me for sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. I'll protect you. You can stay here. I'll use the bolts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like all of uh, the stupid nautical theme puns that he was with the, when he first met Percy Jackson. He's like, I like the cut of your jib, kid. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nautical pun there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the triptych. I was, I was really, I enjoyed that. Did you guys notice the triptych in the background in Hades? And that is, is his throne room, I guess? Yeah. Oh, the Garden of Earthly Delights. No, oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. I yeah. Didn't oh. I mean, Emily noticed it. I, I noticed it. That makes sense. Yeah. She does art. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, she was an art major or something in college, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She got a master's degree. And master's degree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's a smart lady. Yep. Yep. So she was doing the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Pretty much. You know, point, pointing at the screen. Pause! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, Percy shows up in Olympus. And I like the art design of the Master Bolt, by the way, better than like the, the weird cylinder thing from the Oh, yeah. The yeah, it was movie. cool. Yeah. Although I think it's described as a cylinder in the book. It was. Yeah. So I, I like it better this way. It, just, it was it cool more... when it lit up, too. Like, yeah. he was about to blow him away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was well, and the whole thing about, you know, you don't want to hold it too long. Otherwise, it'll kill you from radiation or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. But but I also liked, you know, that, that Poseidon shows up. And, and it, like, there's still the war there. And Zeus is like, no, right. we're still going to have a war. Um, you know, that's that's a done deal. Right. And, um, and goes to blast Percy and Poseidon shows up and surrenders. Which, which I thought was like, it's a nice character bit for, for Poseidon, for Poseidon. He's, yeah. He's got to, he's got to take some crap. Yep. That was pretty cool. And then <laughs> like the antithesis of their clothing cracked me up too. <laughs> oh, that, that was really, that was, that was yeah. spot on. No, I know. I know. It was, it was great. He's getting like, his total chill, you know, island linen wear and mm-hmm. Zeus has got his business suit on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> so, you know, I do have to question like, Poseidon and Hades and Zeus don't look a whole lot like each other, so I think Kronos' uh, wife was was getting around. Possibly that would explain a lot. I of the think they all they're, they're, they're all kind of getting around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. There's a lot of incest in that family. <laughs> they're definitely fraternal triplets. Fair, <laughs> not identical. Although, of course, it's right. just like this is the form they choose to take to look mortal, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Well, and with Lance Reddick dying, they're going to have to recast Zeus. Gonna have, yeah, for season two, and and I don't think that should be a problem. And I don't, yeah, no. I don't care what race they put in there. For, and they could put a Greek guy in there, uh, just not Jason Manzukis, because he he was good for as Mr. D. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see him be more antagonistic oh, yeah. towards Percy, like in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, wait, Percy Jackson? No, no, no. I'm I'm certain it was Peter Johnson. <laughs> right. Like, all right. Everybody who's not staying, get out of here. Perry Podmore, something like that. Yeah. I kind of liked that. You know, I I don't know how how much like for somebody coming to this fresh without having read the books, if they mm-hmm. would have picked up on, Oh, it's definitely Luke. Luke is definitely the betrayer. Right, right. Um, I, I think a lot of people would have. And, and that mm-hmm. was one part about, I felt like the dream sequences might've been too much just because somebody could have figured it out. Right. right. Um, people should figure it out when Tartarus comes up. And, and so I, there, it's a, it's a difficult line to walk to keep it understandable for new people to it. But not mm-hmm. make it 
I don't know to keep it to keep it as canonical as is to, to please your Collins, but to not, <laughs> not make it too easy to guess. Right, right. Because um, it's much easier to guess that kind of th- stuff in a movie than in a book. Than the book. Although you said it was pretty easy to to guess as well. Yeah, yeah. Reading it for the first time as an adult. <laughs> um, but it keeps the Luke betrayal intact. I'm trying to remember when the point in the book I figured that out, but. It was definitely before Tartarus. And then that Tartarus scene kind of just like confirmed it for me. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's something down there and it's unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> what could that be? So the, yeah, the Luke betrayal is mm-hmm. intact, which is nice. And I, and I thought yeah. it was a, a nice twist on it to not do with the, the scorpion. And they did not talk at all about, um, hmm. what, what was his blade called? Backbiter. Backbiter. About it being made of you know stainless steel or oh, steel yeah. and celestial oh powers. right right could kill both humans mm-hmm. and yeah instead they give it a different power you know, the, the ability right. to open portals of some kind right and he ends up opening up the portal into the labyrinth which well, ends up we being don't know part of the labyrinth oh it's the it's labyrinth. definitely the labyrinth <laughs> it's the labyrinth <laughs> we don't, we don't know it. <laughs> and that's where i think they have the advantage of being able to look ahead to the next four books and say we can start introducing some of these things earlier. Like they really don't want to kill Percy. They want to recruit him because in book five, he gets Mm. to make the choice. Yeah. Oh, now you ruined it for me. Well, yeah, there's, there's an overall prophecy (laughs) that we we haven't gotten in this series. No, but it's in the TV series. When, when Kronos visits him in in the dream, he says, you know, and, but in the, it's not in the first book. We we learn about that prophecy. It's, alluded to but we don't we don't learn about it until later in the in the book series right so there's heavy foreshadowing in the series that doesn't exist in the book mm-hmm. right and I, I liked annabeth showing up at the end and saving percy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was here the whole time i heard everything yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. invisible hat's pretty gnarly yeah I, I liked how they use the invisible hat when they killed medusa mm-hmm. right so how do you oh, that was slick. you can't look at you make her invisible and cut yeah. off her head mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually liked some of the Medusa stuff. They made her a little more sympathetic, you know, because like she didn't want to be cursed to be a Gorgon. No, right? Um, and and what, what did she do that was so wrong? She, she <laughs> exactly like, what the gods it was, did. <laughs> it, was, it was something that the gods did to her. Yeah. Um. To to punish her because they were angry and they couldn't punish each yeah. other. Right. And uh, and so yeah, I kind of I kind of dug that. Yeah. This, the Garden of Gnomes was cool. <laughs> so yeah. Then uh, and they had Uncle Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. I thought was a great nod to the back of the book. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Percy thinks he wakes up after everything, but it's a nightmare with Kronos in it. Saying, right. Saying your survival is key to my rise. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he wakes up. And I, when Colin and I were watching the, the episode yesterday, mm-hmm. and when, when he first wakes up, but it's the nightmare. Right. I'm like, okay, mom's got to be cooking some blue pancakes, right? <laughs> um, and then, then he wakes up for real. And, and sure enough, there's, there's blue, the pancakes. blue pancakes. Yeah. I awesome. think it would be genuinely hard to get pancakes that blue. I dare Food you to try. <laughs> I could try it, but like, like I've, I guess, I guess when I've made stuff that's like, I'm one time I made sweet potato pancakes, but with Japanese purple potatoes. Oh. And they look just bright purple when they're roasted. Then you mix them into the batter and they're pink. They're just really? Pink. Yeah. Just, oh, just wow. yeah. Dang. <laughs> well, hey, let's, let's write a challenge. Roger, if you're still listening to our podcast <laughs> and you want to do a little get together and talk about how to make blue food, <laughs> you know how to get all of us. We're, we're, we're totally mobile. Yeah. Plus, I owe you a cookbook still. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to talk about? They have yeah. evidently not started any production on the second season, which is a real bummer because kids grow fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was always going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Michael J. Fox was 27 when he's playing a high school student in family yeah, ties. But yes, but he's short like I am. Yeah. Has there been any news that they're going to make a season two? I, I mean... It, now that this one's over... This and... was one of the most streamed things on the oh. internet. 
Wow. Um, okay. You know, cool. On, on the platform, from what I understand. So, right. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. That's fair. I was, I was just curious since you said, you know, yeah. 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 Sorry. Production. I, been... I don't think we have any official word on the green light for season oh, okay. two, but it's, you know, it's going to be another yeah. year and a half away. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Uh, according to Forbes magazine, as of four days ago, they have not greenlit season two. Yeah. So okay. we're not seeing it until 2026. Damn. <laughs> or end of next year, maybe. Yeah. They're in that age where they grow fast, too. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Fortunately, like, That'd be interesting. <laughs> like Grover and Percy already, it sounds like their voices have already changed. Yeah. Oh, really? So, you know, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they, yeah, don't, yeah. They, they don't sound like they're nine. Right? right. They sound like they're 13. Yeah. So. Still doing better than the movie by, you know, many years. I agree. Yeah. There's there's plenty of places to go. I I one of my favorite characters in the books is Tyson, uh, Percy's half brother. Oh yeah, you guys um, need to stop talking about the books, man. <laughs> hey, it's not our fault you haven't read them. Um, so so yeah, I'm 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 optimistic about the the series going forward. I hope I hope they'll you know look back at it and go, okay, we we could have done a little better with the directing here and there. But, yeah. Um, see see how they course correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and get busy reading those books. We're going to do them <laughs> at some point. No way. I'm waiting until next year to read book two now. What? <laughs> Slacker. Or 2026, I guess. Or nice oh, yeah. next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2026. We'll see. When, once it actually, <laughs> once they green light it and it starts production, then then I'm sure we'll have a approximate right. date for when we should see it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let, let us know. What do you think of the series? What What did you, is there things you liked, things you didn't like? Um, do you agree with me that the opening and closing narration was completely unnecessary? Um, <laughs> There are two types of people in this world, those who agree with me and those who are wrong uh, on that point. <laughs> and uh, I edit the podcast, so I get to keep that in. <laughs> yes. Uh, should, should we try ranking all three? Are there any doubts as to what we're, we, people are going to say? Probably not. Um, uh, yeah, but... I, 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 would, I would go book, series, movie, with 50 feet of crap in between. <laughs> between what? The second two. Okay. Right. So... Book series dot 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 yes dot 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 no dot. award movie <laughs> no award <laughs> yeah. yeah you too uh, that's exactly what I would say yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the books better but I think because I read them first not because they're that much better inherently than the TV series right. although it does kind of fall into the there's more content to the book and I tend to like more mm-hmm. yeah I'm the kind of guy that would go to a hamburger restaurant and get brisket put on it. Hey, who wouldn't? Yeah, why not? Yeah. We'll go, we got to go there. Deal. Yeah. By the way, if, if you're in Portland, Oregon, I want to totally recommend that you go to the Backyard Burger Place in West Lynn off of Willamette Street. They are absolutely the bomb. I agree. That's cool. Yep. They'll even give your dog a hamburger. Yes, they had puppy patties. <laughs> that was awesome. That's, had, that's awesome. Been with us, so that was cool. Uh, on that note, we have recently lost, in, in the last three months, we, we, we have lost... Two podcasting mad mascots. Yeah. We, we lost Ender and we lost Ferdy. Yeah. So that's a bummer. And on that yeah, note. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> may the road rise up to meet you and may the book always fall open to where you left off. And may your podcast host not be a complete downer at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. All right. Now recording. Well, welcome back. Uh, I should wait until all the clanking is done. <laughs> Everybody get your clanks out. <coughs> All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader. You want to throw something at it? 
will kill you. <laughs> See, now I'm going to have to keep the other thing. Blooper <laughs> reel. I will murder you. <laughs> and we talked about Percy Jampy. Percy Jampsuit? Percy yes. Jumpsuit. Percy Jumpsuit. <laughs> right. Uh, Ooh, that might have been made the movie better. Maybe. And the Nagahide Ninjas of Doom. Yes. Uh, not not Nagahide. It would have been uh, the Nemi and Lionhide from late, later Ooh. in the series. Well, I mean, if we're going jumpsuits, then. True, true, true. All right, sorry.